Derek Carr en formación escopeta. Primera y gol para los Raiders. Viene a carreo de Peyton Barber. Peyton se mete a las diagonales. Touchdown Raiders. Peyton Barber con su segundo touchdown de la temporada. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. It's the most wonderful time. Harry Ruiz Deportes with the call. Willie Cofield, football friends, he's coming up here in just a second. Miles Simmons in. You know, the more I'm thinking about it, so if you missed it in the first hour, the NFL's changed its rules with the lockdown of players who test positive. They can come back now in as little as five days, and that's even without a negative test. I'm not sure they should have changed this. It's also without vaccination. I'm not sure they should have changed this. That applies to unvaxxed players as well. Why do they change it? If the rules applied for the last two weeks and the Saints got royally effed last night, the Chargers, I mean, is who anyone want to argue they would have had a better shot with Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, and Joey Bosa? The Browns, even though the game got pushed back, right, against the Raiders, with this new change, they might have had a lot of their guys back. If you have a rule, doesn't that have to stay in place for the two most important weeks of the season? Now the Colts just, yep, you're good. Wait a second. Yeah. Last two weeks, teams got totally screwed. The only, the only clarification that I feel is fair with the rule change would have been with the asymptomatic stuff because I feel as if, and I'm not a scientist, I'm not with the CDC, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm a half a journalist. But what I do know is this. Every year, I get some sniffles. I definitely get a cough, do some post-nasal drip and, and, and allergies. Catch a little something here or there. So, if what's being said is correct about the Omicron, and that's why we're seeing this flood of of positive tests, not just in sports leagues, but around the world. Um, but people are saying I'm not I don't I'm not symptomatic, I don't feel I feel fine, but I tested positive. So if that's the case, it's like catching something. And I think that that's I, I say this. I say this very carefully, but it's a good thing because it's not as serious as the first X amount of variants. So I feel as if if they're symptomatic and if they didn't get the vaccination, they should not be allowed to be a part of this new rule. I think that that's wrong. So continue the punitive action. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just clarifying uh, that. What do you mean? You're punishing people for not being vaccinated. No, and also if you have actual symptoms, if you're sick, if you're if you're if you're in the fetal position, like I was for taking the booster, I can go back. If the, if you're changing the rules all of a sudden, it's like, oh well, you know what? If you're not vaccinated, it's okay. I'm going back. I'm saying, you know what? Why? Did, if my antibodies were above 2,500, I had COVID in March 2020. I got vaccinated. My antibodies are high, but you're telling me I got to get the booster. Oh, but if you're not vaccinated, don't worry about it. You can come back in five days. So if I got tested positive to go into a facility and then I could come back and test uh, and, and test negative within five days, 
Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. I thought we started the second half with a great drive running the football, which gave us a little energy as well. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. 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 I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. All right, Rich Passaccia, Riverboat Rich, talking a good game there. We know what the Raiders have to do. I thought that the Raiders were going to be facing a Colts team without Carson Wentz, but now the NFL has changed the rules on availability. I mean, I suppose that's the best thing for competitive integrity, but they didn't give a rat's ass about the Saints last night. They didn't care about the Chargers over the weekend without Eckler and Bosa and Mike Williams. Didn't care about the Browns a couple of weeks ago. It's weird, man. And then I've got Chiefs fans tweeting at me like, too bad. All right. All right. Let's see what happens in the AFC semis as uh, Pat Mahomes tests positive for COVID and is symptomatic and is out. I'm not saying that's going to happen. It could because I will remember the too bad because it could happen. Absolutely could. Miles Simmons with us, Pro Football Talk. Miles, my head is freaking spinning. What did the NFL just do with the rules on COVID and return time now of five days? Well, you know, I think it's kind of what you just said. You know, it's kind of like too bad because all of uh, these protocols that keep getting updated and they keep changing and it's week to week. And, you know, it's almost like, man, you kind of wish that for the spirit of competitive whatever right like they hadn't implemented all of these different things until the postseason so that you don't have teams like the saints right the browns and the chargers as you were just mentioning that are like hey man like wait it was like five days ago like a week ago we were just playing without a bunch of guys that ostensibly were asymptomatic and could have come back and now we're doing this but really it's all in response to the cdc's guidelines and so once the cdc is like hey you know like if it's five days and you isolate and you're asymptomatic, then yeah, you're probably all right. Then that's exactly what the NFL is going to do. And it's for vaccinated and unvaccinated players. But I think the key there still is asymptomatic, right? So if say Carson Wentz has still has symptoms on Saturday or Sunday, he's not going to get cleared to play because he's still ostensibly shedding virus. So that is kind of the biggest thing that I think you know, I, I don't, I don't want people to lose that aspect of it. Like you, you still have to be cleared and it's not just, you say you raise your hand and you're like, all right, I'm fine. Like it, it's not really that you still have to be cleared by, um, it, the infection control officer or whatever they call it in, uh, the, the, the NFL memo and a doctor and you can't have a fever and you really can't be showing any symptoms in order to come back. All so right, so let, it, let's, let's build on that. So there, okay. this is not, it doesn't come down to the organization and their doctors. There's someone overseeing this. Yes, that is from, from a player safety standpoint. Again, I'm not, I'm not a Raiders fan. I, I don't care. I again, I'll go. <laughs> no, I, I really, I don't. But I, you know, I. But immediately, my first thought was, what player would ever admit in a key game that they were actually right. feeling symptoms? Of course, of course, yeah. And like that's been kind of the thing that we've been talking about on PFT the last couple of weeks too. It's like, all right, well, if it relies on vaccinated p- uh, people saying, you know, I have symptoms in order to for them to get tested and then get, you know taken out basically it's like okay who's gonna do that and i think on the one hand yeah especially as you're getting into you know championship season it's going to be harder and harder for people to think that like okay i need to do this but at the same time it's like 
this is one of the most like devastating viruses that we've ever seen is a world like in anybody's lifetime. And I feel like you don't want to be typhoid Mary where you're in the facility and you're coughing and you're sneezing. Like, I feel like you, you know, see, like you've been somewhere in public lately and you know, something goes down the wrong pipe and you're like, Oh my God, I can't cough in here. Like that, that's how I feel like it's still going to be in the team facility, right? Because somebody's going to look at you funny. If you start coughing and you're sneezing, or you're sniffling, somebody's going to look at you and be like, bro, go get a test. Like, I don't want this. Because yeah, I don't want to lose my sense of taste. I don't want to lose my sense of smell. I don't want to have something, you know, like, uh, excuse me, chest congestion for like three days. I, I don't want that. So I think that there's still going to be a level of guys self-reporting if they have symptoms that are obvious. So let me just put this out there, Miles. For the last, I don't know, maybe six, seven years. Uh, and I know it's usually the first week of March because it always used to hit me during the Mountain West Conference basketball tournament. And occasionally... I get hit early, November, December. Um, I have coughing attacks. I got diagnosed back in f- January, February with a pulmonologist 2020. And I was I was a case study for a, for a pulmonologist uh, and ear, nose, throat specialist. I'm coughing, and I get it once a year. And you know what? I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to hold it back. And I understand the situation that we're in. So here I am on. Can you you can imagine going to press row, going to Allegiant Stadium, going coming in here to the studio, and I mask up to make sure that other people don't feel uncomfortable. But I get coughing spasms, but it's largely due to eating and drinking, irritating the back of the throat from the post nasal drip once, if not twice a year. And it's terrible to say this, but People are just going to have to accept and deal with the fact. If I have to explain myself, I will. But I get tested once a week, as you do, and I have to go to you know the Raiders facility. I got to get my negative test, and I feel comfortable knowing that I'm following every protocol. I'm following the rules. I'm masking up. So I'm on the side. I'm not on one side or the other. I'm on. I'm one of those people you're talking about that yeah. I have no choice. I got to cough, and it's right. and it's tough as a reporter. Yes, absolutely, and that, that's what I mean. You know, it's not. It's not. And I wouldn't come off as being like, you know, flippant about it because I'm not trying to be. But like, that's what I think um, is kind of the difference, right? Like, if something goes down the wrong pipe, it's a bodily response that you just cough. So and with the situation that we're in right now, it's unfortunate that we can't we you, you just like you, you go out in public and it's like, oh, my gosh, I. I almost like speaking for me personally, because I, I don't, you know, have the same thing that you're going through. But like, it's like, I don't, I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. And I don't, you don't want that either. But like, just it's a natural bodily response sometimes. And I think that we also have to keep that in mind when we are in public. And it's like, not, most people have the, the right intentions with everything that they're doing. And they are following protocols, especially if they're masked. So it's just one of these things that we're going to have to keep contending with. Last night was crazy. That was embarrassing for the NFL. The Saints sure uh, available players and Ian Book having to play. Yeah, yeah, it was. But, I mean, they got the game in. The ratings probably still aren't going to be awful. You know, it's still the most watched show on cable is Monday Night Football. So, I mean, what are we, <laughs> the, the money's still going to come in. And, you know, whether or not the Saints make the playoffs or don't make the playoffs because of that game, like, it's one of those things where it's just like, ah, too bad. Like, I, like you were saying at the beginning of this, Steve. Miles, how big is the next couple of weeks for the teams that have already told – well, uh, 
have already indicated that, uh, well, clearly their coaches are gone, the Jaguars and the Raiders. Uh, talk about how this works now with the assistant coaches. I know Basachi is not officially easy interim, so officially they don't have a coach, a full-time coach. What yes. does this mean now the next couple of weeks for those two teams, and then when can those assistant coaches actually talk to other teams? It's interesting because the, the rule is that teams with a head coaching vacancy or coaches who have been informed that they're not going to be back. So ostensibly, like the Vikings, the Bears, the you know two openings that I think could happen or will happen, um, could tell Mike Zimmer, Matt Nagy, like, look, guys, you're not coming back, but like, just we'll finish out the season, you know, we'll do whatever, and then, yeah, that's fine. But if they were to do that and make it public, then they could also start requesting different coaches as the Jaguars are doing today. Now, we haven't seen anything um, reported about the Raiders quite yet, which and I, what I saw from, um, I believe it was somebody from NFL media, is that the Raiders are kind of waiting because they're in a different situation and that they are still in the playoff chase. Now, if it were me, I don't think it matters, right? I think that even though they're still in the playoff race, like, fine, it, you know, but you still want to start getting these interviews in. I just think that that would be a smart thing to do, but it's not my organization and it's not my choice. So now we're, we're seeing the Jaguars. They have uh, requested to interview a bunch of different guys, at least eight guys I think I saw today. And you can check out the full list on profootballtalk.com. But you know what they're trying to do is get a little bit of a head start so they can talk to assistants this week, um, like guys like Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn of the Cowboys. Those are two that they've requested. They've requested also the Buccaneers coordinators um, and Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich. And Leftwich is kind of interesting there, of course, because he was a first-round pick for the Jaguars back in 2003. So it's kind of like a, a homecoming of sorts if uh, they were to hire him there. So this is going to be a little bit interesting. And But you also just – I don't know that we're going to get as many head coaching vacancies as we have in the last few years. Just given the fact that so many teams are still in it and you're kind of on the cusp of being in it. And so a lot of guys I think are going to be brought back. And the really bad teams this year have new head coaches too. Miles, in the last couple of weeks, I've seen. I think we've seen two dominating performances where, if those teams play exactly how we saw them play, regardless of who the opponent was, the Kansas City Chiefs in their win over the Raiders, Cowboys in their win over Washington, are those the two most dangerous teams in the AFC and NFC, respectively? I would say the Chiefs probably are in the AFC, but in the NFC, I would still have to say the Packers. Just I, I feel like the way Aaron Rodgers is playing, he's playing at an MVP level. He's probably going to win his second consecutive MVP award unless something disastrous happens uh, in the next couple weeks. Like, I, it's funny. Like I picked Kansas City and Green Bay to go to the Super Bowl, you know, way back in August or whatever it was, and you know, I, through halfway through the season, I wasn't necessarily feeling so great about that. But now I am again. You know, it just it seems like the cream has started to rise to the top for both of those teams. They're playing really well, and even though you know the Packers didn't quite put the Browns away, probably like they should have. Like that that last third down that uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams missed, it was kind of like whoa, they don't miss that. You know, the when Devontae Adams is open, Aaron. Aaron Rodgers hits him probably 99 times out of 100. And I guess that was just the 100th time. Um, but, you know, when you've got those two guys playing as well as they have, Packers' defense has been much better. The Chiefs have been playing great. I mean, that really was about as a dominant performance as you'll ever see um, from the Chiefs against the Steelers last week. The, the, those guys are getting hot at the right time, you know, toward the end of December and into January. I, I feel like those two teams are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Going back to the uh, the coaching list and candidates and the Jags' request, if Eric Bieniemy is low on list – because he's not really running the offense for the Chiefs. 
How would Nathaniel Hackett get any interviews? He's 42, and he doesn't call the plays for the Packers. I don't know. That's a great question. I guess the only reason is because maybe they know him in that organization and they liked him from the time that he was there. Uh, he was the is, quarterback's it, coach it, and is, also is, the is, offensive coordinator. But is, no, it is, make his, sense uh, is his dad Paul Hackett? No. I don't know. It you're, is. You're yes. stumping me right yes, now. Yes, it is. Yeah. Paul Hackett, yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry, my fault. I was kind of getting at the uh, the weird nepotism that exists around the National Football League. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there is a lot of weird nepotism that <laughs> yes. exists around the National Football League. And probably uh, Eric Bieniemy has more say in play calls on game day than yeah. a Nathaniel Hackett. You know, just based on what Andy Reid has said over the last few years. So, I mean, I don't know. It's not my, like I said, it's not my uh, billion-dollar franchise. Yeah. So whatever. He's, he's a legit candidate. And uh, the other guys on this list, uh, Leftwich and Bowles, interest me very much for the Raiders. Um, I'd love to see yeah. him talk to Jim Caldwell. And, yeah, you know, talking to more people, maybe I'm open to Doug Peterson. What do you think of Doug Peterson bouncing back and potentially taking over the Raiders? Look, I don't know that Doug Peterson should have been fired in the first place, right? I think that it was just, for whatever reason, things weren't working out of that organization between him and the front office and then Lurie, their owner. Like, I, I don't, when you win a Super Bowl in 17, like, that really was not that long ago, you know? It was like, what, four or five years ago that they mm -hmm. won that game? You know, and they had some different things in personnel. Carson Wentz clearly needed to move on. Um, they drafted Jalen Hurts, and I don't know why you, you – if you have Doug Peterson who you entrusted to develop Carson Wentz, and he did to a certain extent, you know, I don't know what's going on there with Jalen Hurts that he, he couldn't have done it. So I don't know. Um, I wouldn't – it wouldn't be a bad hire, let me put it that way, if you go with somebody like Doug Peterson who has won a Super Bowl so recently and has had his team competitive – um, throughout the course of his time there. I mean, last year was really one of the only years where they didn't make the postseason, so, uh, aside from his first year in 16. So I, I think that he would be a good choice in terms of, like, retread head coaches. I, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. Miles, I apologize for cutting you off. You were making a point there. I broke your rhythm. Um, I do want to bond with you to close here, though. Okay. Um, I was thinking the same thing uh, when I was watching a game over the weekend, and I saw a commercial come up, and then you tweeted about it. And I don't know what happened. Maybe maybe you're not even referencing the same thing, but you wrote, Chevy, I'm trying to write about football right now. I simply can't handle that car restoration commercial. What happened, my friend? Oh, my gosh. You, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same commercial where yes. the, the young lady is like, you, you see the father of this young woman who's like probably about my age, late 20s, early 30s, mm -hmm. and like the man's wife just died. It reminds me of the first 10 minutes of Up. And so he's like in the garage with this old car and he's got a picture of his wife when they were both young and fresh. And it's very clear that the wife has recently died, but he just has, you know, all this tear, tears and sadness just in his face. And then he like closes the garage and then the woman goes and she has the people from the small town like restore the car. And then she tells him, I guess, to go look in the garage and the car is all totally restored. And he starts crying Damn again. It. And then, oh my God. And then he comes out and then the young lady says, I love you, Pop. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. It gets me every single time. I just, oh. It got, it got, oh it got me. I know. I was watching football. It got me too. And oh. I'm, like, what? I'm like, what is going on here? Oh, you can't even really buy a new Chevy right now. I mean, there's just no cars anywhere. There you know, go. there's right. no new cars. The dose, the way dose work. of reality. Like, Cry the, all yeah. you want, but you're not actually getting, you can't get a <laughs> yeah. new one. You're going to have to go happy back to the store. Happy holidays from Chevy. That's why there we're advertising an old car. <laughs> well, Miles, happy holidays to you. Stay safe. 
We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good New Year's. Same to you. Happy New Year, guys. There he is, Miles Simmons. I meant that. I I, uh, I cut him off to make a stupid point about Nathaniel Hackett, but I do I do laugh at some guys who are candidates while others are not, and we always hear this. I mean, they're not even calling the plays. They're not even a positional coach. Okay, it's funny how it works. It works in some cases, doesn't work in others. So we'll see. I have a feeling uh, Hackett has a chance to get an interview uh, with the Raiders, and it'll be interesting the next couple weeks and uh, after that to see how many of these assistant coaches are traipsing around. Well, let me check that. Probably doing Zoom interviews to start the process. Stick around. Cofield and Company returns in minutes in the Finley Toyota Studios. You're live with the Fat Pack on Cofield and Company, presented by Nova Home Loans. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. It's a beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. What was the best food item? Oh, yeah. What was the best food item you got? I got seasonings from a good friend of mine. Holy crap, that nailed it. What was the best food item? You know, whatever, food-related. Um, my cats gave me a bunch of gifts. Uh, they gave me a new mini uh, waffle maker. I got to rip that out. What was the best thing you got that is related to cooking or the kitchen? Gift card so you can go buy your own thing? Uh, I got a gift card. Well, two things. One related to my kitchen and one related to my stomach. So for, for my kitchen, I had I got a variety of olive oils. Nice. Flavored olive oils. But I got a gift card to my favorite Italian joint, and it's an old oh, school joint. Oh, that's right. Jo- I forgot about that. It's an old school joint. There you go. Yeah. Well, that person's very nice for getting at that. Um, I will show you a picture in studio. We'll tweet it out. It is a picture of a mug that says I need Oreos that. on it. Uh, it's got milk, and then it's got a weird contraption on the right side of the mug it holds cookies. It looks like it's actually uh, holding five Oreos. My God, I am a chubbo. Can you imagine if I had the cookies right there? Like I mentally now, I'm like, oh, I'll grab one at a time. But I'm walking uh, yeah. to the kitchen to go get one cookie. There's a little activity there. I have five just sitting next to the mug. Forget about it. What what is what is the go to cook? Like what's the cookie that you can't just have? Because there are some cookies that you can have. Like you could just have one to satisfy the sweet tooth. Is there one where there's no way you're having one? I'm not an Oreo person, so I'll just eliminate that from the get-go. I like them, but they're not my favorite. It's a chocolate chip cookie. We any, had uh, any, any? Um, yeah. or or homemade. Uh, you know what? I don't like the hard ones. I'm getting old. My teeth just break. So, so, uh, so I need so you, I need, you a, need a soft like cookie. A soft baked but, chips. But, uh, Ahoy. but we got uh, the SO had a lot of good friends give her baked goods for the holidays. Yeah. And man, I, I don't know who made them, but someone made her homemade cookies. And yeah. the SO's had none of them because I've been going to friggin' town. I try to have one a night. I miss Jordan's mom, Kristen. She moved with her husband and three boys to uh, New York up in Syracuse. One of the best bakers ever. She did the whole, you know, those Christmas cookies where it's the peanut butter blossoms, it's the Italian wedding cookies, it's the this. It's yep. the, she would do the whole thing, and then she'd always send some over with Jordan. Jordan come over, he, she'd send them over. So yeah, but uh, uh, we had one. One of our friends did the same thing where they gave us. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Those whatever those spidery things are, the the, the, the nest. Oh my god. I have I like a ton that. of those left. I'm like, I they're gonna go bad because I I seriously I'm like I can't do more than two. They had take it easy. They they did a huge Christmas spread of pastries for the Raiders. There's always like the donut yeah, bar. I saw that. The pa- they did. And Do you have an it. issue with them doing the opposing cookie? 
No. They had a Raiders cookie and a Broncos no, cookie. No, they, they, no, they do that every, every I bet you, day. I bet you Vic ate them. No, that's no does, shot of Vic. He, he just does it for the pictures. I, I sit right now. I sit two is seats that, down. Is right. that uh, against journalistic integrity to eat the free cookies? No, he just doesn't. I just know he doesn't. He doesn't? He, he just does it for the picture. He I don't realize how big he, he, he is. He, he actually, he kind that. of is size-wise an Adam clone. He always does They're it. both. They are both massive guys. The fact that he did the gingerbread cookie and then made it his avatar was his Twitter. Avi was was That's, that's was smart. Crafty. That's real yeah. smart. Yeah. How about another gift from the folks here at Lotus Broadcasting? Tickets to go see Rock Hall of Famer David Lee Roth. The show is David Lee Roth. Rocks Vegas, right? Good name. Doors open at 8 o'clock. Show starts at 9. That's on New Year's Day. House of Blues. House of Blues. House of Blues. In fact, the show is so popular, they've added more shows in the middle of January, so you can go get your own tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Caller 11. Caller 11. Caller 11. Let me get it right. 364-1100-364-1100. And if you don't win the tickets, they've actually got a bunch of VIP packages. You can go to HouseOfBlues.com for VIP packages. Name the Jump Package, Panama Package, Hot for Teacher Package. Go check it out. House of Blues. .com. Caller 11-364-1100. David Lee Roth in Vegas. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. It's Cofield & Company's eye on sports gambling. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. Well, with the NFL changing its rules on... Returning from the COVID list, it looks like it's going to be easier to come back if you're asymptomatic inside of five days. Should mean we get a flood of players and coaches back in the next couple of days. The Chargers announced that uh, several players are back, including Justin Jones, who's an important defensive lineman for the Chargers, Andre Roberts, uh, Bosa, Eckler, Lindsley, no word on those guys. Like I said earlier, I feel like the Chargers got kind of screwed, and it was just a couple days ago they didn't have key players, and now they're like, yep, now it's easier to come back. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Boy, keeping up with the list is hard, man. Uh, Bruce Arians is now on the list, so we're, what, at Tuesday, so we'll see if he's back. They have a relatively uh, easy game. It's a set of games, Willie, where the favorites laying upwards of 12 or more that game is Tampa at the Jets, 13. You've got San Fran, 12 and a half against the Texans. The number has been reposted now for the Raiders at lots of spots. I'm seeing back to seven and six, which is a little bit dangerous. There is no guarantee. There's not a guarantee that Wentz is back. If you missed it earlier today, folks, Carson Wentz tested positive. Before the NFL rule changes, he was facing missing this game and possibly the next. So the, what they're telling you is that he's worth five points. I'm still seeing. I'm seeing those adjustments, but I am seeing the Westgate. If this is correct on on the site that I'm looking at, that has the the line service across the board. Westgate still at two and a half. I doubt that's the case. We can call over. Yeah, I'm sure Jeff will, if he's listening or somebody has the app, they'll let us know. They like people like to point me point out when I'm who would do that, right? Unless they unless they had a side where they needed the app. That's that's a little bit of a gigantic gap. It could be unless del- unless could- they have inside information like, hey, we know Wentz isn't back. It is going to be Sam Ellinger. It's very likely it's going to be Wentz. Although Miles Simmons checked in from Pro Football Talk and he said the league is going to oversee this. Symptoms or no symptoms, so. Because my, my assertion in hour one was, like, who the hell would it say that they have symptoms? They're just going to, you know, skate through and don't, don't report it. Okay, so on this on a second site that ha- also has lines across the board, on the Vegas uh, side of it, 
it also so, says Westgate still two and a half. So, college football board, Air Force One. Yep. Uh, that, shockingly, that the way they got it done, though, or shocking the way they got it done, 31 28, they led 28 14 at the half, 252 yards for Air Force on the, nope, in the air, nine of 10. Pull out all the stops in the bowl game. Time to throw, huh? Remember, there were games. There were multiple games, uh, including the UNLV game, where they threw no passes no or pass. like one yep. or two passes. Yeah. And I mean, number, you know, with that triple op, but perhaps they knew that Louisville was going to look for that and let their guard down. And so what do you do? You prepare for what your opponent uh, is not ready for. And they end up pulling it out. That Louisville was minus one, and then it, it shifted to pick. Before kickoff, and it looks like it closed Air Force minus one. I actually liked and wrote, did a write up for a sports betting site to play Air Force money line. Um, I thought Houston was the best play on the board for today's bowl games. They end up winning seventeen thirteen. Um, I bet Auburn. Um, I liked NC State, by the way. Yeah, Houston was a one and a half point favorite. I guess I should have read into the fact that when SEC teams lose, they're unmotivated. So they must not have been motivated for that one. That's why we was here, right? We got one more not game. motivated. We do have one more game left tonight. West Virginia at Minnesota. Minnesota is laying six, I see, for the most part. Five, there's some five-and-a-halves out there um, to West Virginia in the guaranteed rate bowl down in Phoenix at Chase Field where the Diamondbacks play. And our good friend Stormy Buonantani is the sideline reporter. Got to give her a shout-out always. Are you going to bet it? Nope. Have you bet the Final Four yet? No. Why not? Don't know what's going to happen. You got to wait? COVID? Yeah. I know who I want to win. I don't know if that's going to happen. But what do you want to win? The whole thing? Michigan. Uh, Georgia. Excuse me. Why? Sentimental. Sentimental reasons. Sentimental, honestly, sentimental reasons for Georgia. I, I just, I, I've always been a Georgia bulldog. Just sort of my heart there. Don't you want to root for the uh, underdog in these CFP games? Uh, well, Will Anderson of Alabama said, quote, I feel like we're the underdog in this game. All year we've been disrespected. Yeah. Alabama? Well, what? I definitely don't want Alabama. I tell you what, I want the winner of Georgia-Michigan to win to, to, to beat Alabama if it beats Cincinnati, but I would love to see Cincinnati beat Alabama. The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today. It's the Press Box with Grainy and Bischoff. Last time I went out of my way to ingest one. I mean, there's like a little bit of filling inside and frosting on top. That's like two ingredients added to the pastry there. Yeah, but it's like I said, it's not real fruit. It's not even, it doesn't even taste like the fruit that it's purported to be. Like their strawberry filling does not taste like strawberry in any way. It just tastes like sugar. like strawberry. (laughs) Listen to the Press Box with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Weekday mornings at 7 on ESPN Las Vegas. It's Cofield and Company's eye on sports gambling. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. Well, with the NFL changing its rules on returning from the COVID list, it looks like it's going to be easier to come back if you're asymptomatic inside of five days. Should mean we get a flood of players and coaches back in the next couple of days. The Chargers announced that uh, several players are back, including 
Justin Jones, who's an important defensive lineman for the Chargers, Andre Roberts, uh, Bosa, Eckler, Lindsley, no word on those guys. Like I said earlier, I feel like the Chargers got kind of screwed, and it was just a couple days ago they didn't have key players, and now they're like, yep, now it's easier to come back. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Boy, keeping up with the list is hard, man. Uh, Bruce Arians is now on the list, so we're, what, at Tuesday, so we'll see if he's back. They have a relatively uh, easy game. It's a set of games, Willie, where the favorites lay in upwards of 12 or more. That game is Tampa at the Jets, 13. You've got San Fran, 12 and a half against the Texans. The number has been reposted now for the Raiders at lots of spots. I'm seeing back to seven and six, which is a little bit dangerous. There is no guarantee. There's not a guarantee that Wentz is back. If you missed it earlier today, folks, Carson Wentz tested positive before the NFL rule changes. He was facing missing this game and possibly the next. So that what they're telling you is that he's worth five points. I'm still seeing. I'm seeing those adjustments, but I am seeing the Westgate. If this is correct on on the site that I'm looking at, that has the the line service across the board, Westgate's still at two and a half. I doubt that's the case. We can call over. Yeah, I'm sure Jeff will, if he's listening or somebody has the app, they'll let us know. They like people like to point me point out. When I'm Who would do that, right? Unless they unless they had a side where they needed the app. That's that's a little bit of a gigantic gap. It could be unless until, it, it could, they have inside information like, hey, we know Wentz isn't back. It is going to be Sam Ellinger. It's very likely it's going to be Wentz. Although Miles Simmons checked in from Pro Football Talk and he said the league is going to oversee this. Symptoms or no symptoms. So, because my my assertion in hour one was like, who the hell would it say that they have symptoms? They're just going to you know skate through and don't, don't report it. Okay, so on this on a second site that ha- also has lines across the board on the Vegas uh, side of it, it also so- says Westgate still two and a half. So, college football board Air Force One. Uh, yeah. That, Shockingly, that the way they got it done, though, or shocking the way they got it done, 31-28, they led 28-14 at the half, 252 yards for Air Force on the – nope, in the air, 9 of 10. Pull out all the stops in the bowl game, time to throw, huh? Remember, there were games, there were multiple games, uh, including the UNLV game, where they threw no passes no or pass. like one or two passes. Yeah, and I mean, number you know, with that triple op, but perhaps they – knew that Louisville was going to look for that and let their guard down. And so what do you do? You prepare for what your opponent uh, is not ready for, and they end up pulling it out. That Louisville was minus one, and then it, it shifted to pick before kickoff, and it looks like it closed Air Force minus one. I actually liked and wrote, did a write-up for a sports betting site to play Air Force money line. Um, I thought Houston was the best play on the board. For today's bowl games, they end up winning seventeen thirteen. Um, I bet Auburn. Um, I like NC State, by the way. Yeah, Houston was a one and a half point favorite. I guess I should have read into the fact that when SEC teams lose, they're unmotivated, so they must not have been motivated for that one. That's why we was here, right? We got one more not game. motivated. We do have one more game left tonight: West Virginia at Minnesota. Minnesota is laying six. I see for the most part. Five. There's some five and a halves out there. Um, to West Virginia in the guaranteed rate bowl down in Phoenix at Chase Field where the Diamondbacks play. And our good friend Stormy Buonantani is the sideline reporter. Got to give her a shout-out always. Are you going to bet it? Nope. Have you bet the Final Four yet? No. Why not? 
don't know what's going to happen. You got to wait? COVID? Yeah. I know who I want to win. I don't know if that's going to happen. But who do you want to win? The whole thing? Michigan. Uh, Georgia. Excuse me. Why? Sentimental. Sentimental reasons. Sentimental, honestly, sentimental reasons for Georgia. I, I just, I, I've always been a Georgia Bulldog. Just sort of my heart there. Don't you want to root for the uh, underdog in these CFP games? Uh, well, Will Anderson of Alabama said, quote, I feel like we're the underdog in this game. All year we've been disrespected. Yeah. Alabama? Well, what? I definitely don't want Alabama. I tell you what, I want the winner of Georgia-Michigan to win to, to, to beat Alabama if it beats Cincinnati, but I would love to see Cincinnati beat Alabama. The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today.